Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Welcome to this Coach House Beacon called Don't Presume. I once set off on a journey to sunny Scarborough. I rather presumed that if I followed the signs that I would arrive there without too much of a problem. However, this did not take into account the two small children who caused some distraction at key moments. Those key moments being when I should have noticed the huge motorway sign directing me along another road to my intended destination. The result of not planning ahead and presuming more than I knew about the route was a long detour and an exasperated husband who was waiting for us to arrive much earlier than we did. Have you ever been in the position of presuming something would happen but to be disappointed or surprised when it didn't go to plan? It may be as simple as expecting a dry sunny day that will dry all those heavy cotton items, the bedding and towels, to realise that the forecaster, through no particular fault of their own, also made a presumption which did not include a series of heavy downpours. Remember the time when we were told there's no chance of a storm and that was the year that Seven Oaks became One Oak. In the Old Testament there is a very strange story of Ehud and King Eglon where some dangerous presumptions were made. The Israelites in Judges chapter 3 had forgotten about God yet again choosing to worship other gods, preferring to make their own choices against God's directions. So, God gave King Eglon of Moab, one of their enemies, power over Israel. The king of Moab attacked Israel and took over the city of Palms, usually known as Jericho. His rule over them lasted 18 years, which eventually brought the Israelites to the censors, and they cried out to God to rescue them. Ehud from the tribe of Benjamin was chosen as the deliverer and he set about visiting the king of Moab to take a tribute, a present, an offering. Sometimes you might show respect or gratitude for someone you visited with a gift, just as a bouquet is given to the queen when she's on a royal tour. Maybe King Eglon was flattered, maybe he was confident in his own position and therefore wasn't overly concerned about Ehud's visit. The truth was that security was not stringent, and this is where the presumption comes into play. Ehud was left-handed, and as such would have kept his sword on his right side. No one checked his right side, and the sword which was hidden in plain sight was not discovered. The result was that Ehud the judge was able to approach the king of Moab alone and plunge the sword into his belly, which is described as so big it covered the handle, so much so that Ehud left it in place, exiting the scene before anyone realised. Never presume, always check first. This is what the security guards must have been thinking after that. In another event in Joshua chapter 9, Joshua had successfully led the Israelites to conquer Jericho, then the city of Ai. They were on the up, However, Proverbs does warn us, pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall, in Proverbs 16.18. And that was exactly what happened. The surrounding kingdoms decided to wage war against Joshua and Israel. And in Joshua chapter 9 it says, starting at verse 3, 
However, when the people of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and Ai, they resorted to a ruse. They went as a delegation whose donkeys were loaded with worn-out sacks and old wineskins cracked and mended. They put worn and patched sandals on the feet and wore old clothes. All the bread of their food supply was dry and mouldy. Then they went to Joshua in the camp at Gilgal and said to him and the Israelites, We've come from a distant country. Make a treaty with us. Now the Gibeonites asked for a treaty to be made with Israel, saying they'd heard great things about the Lord the God. Joshua presumed they were telling the truth, looked at the evidence before him, and most marked of all, it says in verse 14, that Joshua and Israel did not inquire of the Lord. They were then bound by an oath, by their word and an agreement, that they would be allies and that meant protection for the Gibeonites. When Joshua found out they were close neighbours, he realised he couldn't go back on his agreement with them. He also knew that God's original instruction given to Moses to take over the whole land of Israel was also compromised. So, in a bid to sort the situation, the Gibeonites became woodcutters and water carriers, servants to Israel. How easy it is to look at the superficial evidence and not understand the real situation. 1 Samuel 16 verse 7 tells us how we automatically look at the outward appearance, but that it is God who sees the heart, the real person beneath. In many instances in the Bible, particular people are overlooked. The culture of the day treated people differently, depending on their background, their age, their social standing, their gender. There was an expectation that those of higher social standing, the religious leaders and rulers, would automatically enter heaven, as they often gave the impression of righteousness. However, when you look at how Jesus treated the ordinary people, you realise how radical his teachings were in that day. He took time to speak to those who were disregarded by society. He went further and showed compassion and understanding for their difficulties. Matthew chapter 5 is where Jesus talks to the crowd gathering on the hillside and tells them how blessed, how important to him they are, how well they will be rewarded in heaven. And he focused on the poor in spirit those who were persecuted for their belief in Jesus, those who were broken-hearted and in mourning, those who yearned to follow God's laws and live righteous lives with pure hearts. Jesus went further, stating in verse 20, that the example of the religious leaders was not to be followed, as their type of righteousness would not get them to heaven. How many times did Jesus talk to the beggar by the side of the road, to the disgraced woman who came to collect water so she wouldn't bump into her neighbours, to the unclean lepers who lived outside the city walls. It wasn't that he was presuming that the well-to-do, the rich and influential couldn't change their ways, just that it was more difficult for them to see their need of Jesus. For example, the Apostle Paul began as an influential Pharisee well-educated and feared for his commitment to persecuting Christians. Yet Jesus spoke directly to him in a vision, in a blinding light on the road to Damascus, and he responded with a 180-degree turnaround in his life, his focus, his purpose and his belief system. 
John 3.16 is a famous verse and states, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God didn't make a superficial choice of who could enter heaven, demanding a particular appearance, education, social status. He made the invitation for everyone who believes in Jesus. Jesus paid the price for sin by being the perfect and acceptable sacrifice once for all time, so that God will look at us not as hopeless cases, full of flaws and mistakes, but through his son Jesus, perfect and untainted by sin. We don't presume we're good enough to meet God's standards. We accept who we are and ask for forgiveness for our imperfections, faults and wrongs, our deliberate or misguided choices. But then we accept the free gift of God to turn and make the right choice and with the support of his Holy Spirit to live a life that is more acceptable to God's laws. God doesn't presume. He knows all about us as it says in Psalm 139. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. Don't presume you can do everything in your own strength, that you can tackle everything alone. Proverbs 3 is a much-stated series of verses but provide sound advice. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Amen. Coach House Beacons The Coach House Church Daily Devotional To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.